playing online and on smart devices. Now on London Scotty Radio, it's podcast time. I'm George Matlock. Hello and welcome to London Scotty Radio. I'm George Matlock, your host for today's programme. It's Collard, the last edition of the year. Indeed, today the 31st of uh, the the month, the, the end of 2021 is nigh and I hope it means, soothsayers will probably back me up on this, that we look forward to a far better and brighter and healthier 2022. But we'll be talking more about that, I'm sure, later in this programme. Welcome to the show, Collard. We interview, go really in-depth, really, with our guests. I'm really delighted to tell you that we have on the line uh, today a member from uh, very much from sort of east of London, um, and it's uh, Karen Randall. A good day to you. Yes, hello. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much for joining us, Karen. Um, now, I, I should start really by sort of giving uh, where you're where you're based. We, um, I know you're sort of um, eastward. I mean, you, you live not very far from Barking, don't you? How appropriate is that? Yeah, it's not too far. Not too far. It's, yeah, I'm <laughs> in Upminster. It's, it's a little bit further out. Right. Why did that town ever got that get that name? You know. Barking. It was was there was there once a big bark of dogs, and they thought, well, we'll call it barking. I don't know, but you know what? I'm going to start looking it up tomorrow and find out. <laughs> the great thing that Google is right. Well, Karen, thank you so much for joining us on this program, and indeed the very very last program of this year, 2021. And um, you are, you're a recent joiner to the London Scotty Club. I know that you joined a few months back, and uh, you had a lovely, precious dog called Remy, and she was. Um, taken poorly well, this is rather odd literally the day after you joined the club which is not a very good advert for us but I, I know it was a complete coincidence it was a coincidence yes she was um unfortunately well she was poorly when I when I um got her uh, she she had um, bladder cancer but it, it wasn't too bad to start with and she was on medication um and she was doing quite well but um unfortunately with all these things and being an older dog um it, it you know it just took hold yeah. so, and, um, and how did uh, in terms of the sort of the prognosis what were dogs uh, so what were the doctors saying about the, the your dog's um survival um you know how, how long did they give her well it, it's it's strange actually because originally when i got her um they they said that it was not too bad but they weren't sure how long it would be um but you know with with sex and, and the, the, you know, the advice I got from them, um, with various things that I, I gave her, white thistle, which is um, a, a very, it helps with their digestion, and it, it's just a general sort of um, healthy thing for, for Scotties. And also, um, she was on Metacam, and Metacam can help reduce the, um, the tumours, so they weren't really sure of, of an exact sort of length of time. It was only... Um, in the last few weeks that they said anything between two and six months. Um, but it, it, it happened a lot quicker because she had, unfortunately, two um, tumours in her intestines as well. Um, and she lost the use of her back legs. They think she might have had a stroke. Um, it, but it happened really quickly. It all happened within a week. Um, like the really serious stuff happened within a week. Um, and, and she was just very poorly, but, but an adorable dog. Absolutely. And in a very short period of time, you, of course, made lots of friends. I know that on our WhatsApp group, uh, when 
Well, let's see now. I, I don't know. Um, I can't remember counting how many days after it was that you joined, but I know that the very next day after you you joined London Scotty Club, um, you announced that she was uh, she, she had taken a turn for the worse. Yeah. Um, and then very soon afterwards, you you announced the very sad news that we'd lost uh, Remy. And and of course, there was a flood of uh, of of uh, sympathy from all of our members. And I think that's they were amazing, uh, absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, really, really kind. Some lovely. Um, some lovely thoughts and some lovely things that they said. It was it was really amazing, and I, I think the thing was with Remy was um, as I as I did mention and yeah, I put it on the um, on the WhatsApp group. You know, we went to the um, the Discovery Dog Show and we were on the Scottish Terrier's turn. Cath mm. um, Marchbank, as you know, she she invited Remy and I to go, and it was she was fabulous. We had the best time. Um, she was. We were walking around. She was looking at all the different dogs, and Kath bought two of her dogs, and and she was fantastic. Um, the only thing was she wasn't. She was a very slow walker from when I got her. So, Sex very kindly got me a um, a buggy for her, so as I could get her on the tube. Otherwise, I'd never have got there. Um, but it was great. You know, we had a really good day, and then a couple of weeks after that, that's when she started to unfortunately go downhill yes indeed um, and how how old was she when she she passed away and oh, and, and remind us what she was 12 yeah. and remind us what when was it that you lost her um it was three weeks ago three weeks ago tomorrow right um, I, I actually pick up her ashes mm. tomorrow right okay uh so it, this is a very symbolic time as well um that we should be mm. speaking to you um the uh, one thing I wanted to ask is when when you joined the club, um, I mean, you, you you obviously knew that she was unwell. You knew she she had she had a bladder mm. bladder cancer, um, uh, but I presume that you 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 were hoping for a fair amount of time still together, the two of you, and in the club. I was hoping that yes, and I um, I mean when you, the the Regents Park one, I I was hoping because I had this buggy for her. Um, I thought, well, that's great. I can get her on the tube because I don't drive, and and we could come along. And even if I was pushing her in the buggy, at least she could meet other Scotties, and I could meet other Scotties. But um, it, it wasn't meant to be, unfortunately. Yes, unfortunately, that was the case. Um, I know that uh, Kiva, who's uh, also uh, unwell, um, she's another Scotty oh. um, who is in a buggy, and, and they did come to to Regent's Park. I mean, she has defied. Uh, a lot of, um, of of forecasts in terms of how long she would survive, and so she's obviously, and you know, she even walked part of it, which was incredible. Amazing. It was absolutely amazing. They they took her out of the, bu- the buggy, and I saw you know along the, the the pathway she was walking for a bit. Um, absolutely incredible, and you know, great that her owners uh, and those um, of Maisie, which because they have two two Scotties, mm-hmm. um, that they uh, you know that they they make this effort. They they come to these events, and you know, it's it's really nice when 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 you see owners. They don't sort of just curl up and. And 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 I want to be left alone. You know, they don't do any. They don't do one of those moments. It's not. It's not a Greta Garbo moment. Rather, they they want to be out there and be active and, and connect with people. I think it's very very nice indeed. Okay, so um, well, welcome to the club anyway. And Thank and and you. it's so ironic that we 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 never even got to to actually see you on on one of our walkabouts, oh, and then this this actually happened. Um, now the the dog the dog herself she was a rescue, wasn't she? Yes, she was a rescue from Stacks. Um, Kath Marchbank called me, so this was November 2020, um, and asked me if I would foster. And I said, oh, I don't know. I was, I lost um, my, my, my boy, Scotty, um, in the Feb- February 2020. 
And, um, you know, it's a big decision to foster, but she said um, she, she, is, she is an older dog. She was, she was 10 at the time. And um, then I asked her what her name was, and she said her name's Remy. And I had to have... I lost my husband um, in November 2019, and his favourite tipple was Remy Martin Brandy. So it was it was meant to be. I had to I had to have her. Mm. Um, and she unfortunately her mum um, had to go into a care home. She was very sick, and her mum's daughter had a French bulldog, and they they didn't get on. Um, she was in kennels for eight weeks. Poor girl. Um, and then I I she came to me. Um, and when she got out of the car, because I my boy was. He was a typical Scotty boy, you know, very stocky, very sort of chunky. Um, and they took her out the car and she was tiny. Um, and she was, I mean, I, I was just as worried as she was, I think, because I'd never looked after a girl. Um, and she was 11, so she's obviously, you know, got used to different ways of doing things than I do, possibly. But... Um, I was really surprised that she walked in the door, she came up the stairs, and she weed all over my floor. So she was obviously felt at home, you know. <laughs> well, I actually had that problem with one of my dogs, and he, but he seems to do it on, a, on an almost pathological <laughs> basis. But I think that's for Scotty MOT that particular uh, that in, inquiry. Um, so, um, so obviously, uh, right, right away at home, Remy obviously took to to living with you, and mm. you enjoyed a year together, which is uh, in itself already very, very special. Um, it was. Now, b- before that, you mentioned in February 2020, you lost your, um, a Scotty. Max. What yeah, was lost, what was his name? I lost Max. Max, uh, right. Yeah, Max was 14. Hmm. Um, I had him, well, my husband and I got him from when he was a puppy. Um, and, you know, when we got him, in, at that point in time, there wasn't really a lot known about puppy farms. And I, I didn't know anything about puppy farms. And when I, it isn't until... I started listening to things and thinking about it, that actually he was probably one of those dogs. We actually went to a kennels in Raynham. My husband wanted a Springer Spaniel. Um, And we got there and they had loads of Springers. But we had a rabbit at the time and they advised us against getting a Springer. So we said, oh, well, never mind, you know, that's fine. She said, oh, don't worry. She said, I've got two other dogs here. And one was Max, who was a Scotty and a Shih Tzu. And he was in this awful sort of kennel. Um, and I, we fell in love with him immediately and brought him home. But it, as I say, it isn't until now that I really thought about she had too many dogs there, you know, puppies. But he, we had uh, about six... What? What's your definition, sorry to interrupt you, what's your definition of too many puppies, too many dogs? What, what made you think, what made you think that? about 20 springers there mm. puppies and she had this shih tzu in another one it was the kennels why would you have all those puppies there mm. yeah yeah and, and was she was she uh, a professional breeder as far as you know i don't know because well max was very, max was very ill three months um after we got him and mm. um, we phoned her well we thought we phoned the kennels and they closed down Oh, right. Well, something obviously went wrong there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and how long was Max with you for? Well, we had him for 14 years. I mean, he 14 was... 14 years. Yeah, yeah, he was the most fabulous dog. Yeah. 
Um, so, but he, as I say, he was very ill when he was a puppy. Mm. He had he had a plasma transfusion. Um, right, right. But thank God he was all right after that. Yeah, and 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 enjoyed fourteen years with absolutely. you. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, fantastic. So, in a sort of weird sort of way, he was almost a rescue, and maybe mm. maybe a, an an honorary rescue dog. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know so. what we would call that. You know, um, but I I see what your what your anxieties were and why why you deduced that this was um, you know the the, the mm. situation that you you were facing with 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 Max. Um, I mean, uh, when when uh, Remy uh, passed away, and and uh, of course people were responding on WhatsApp to you. Um, I, I I personally noticed that you 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 were very sort of I don't know if it's um, stiff upper lip, uh, but you seem to be coping quite well. I mean, I don't know what was going through your mind when that, when all that happened, but you you seem to be weathering it. Do you know why? Um, it was amazing. I that poor little dog was in kennel for eight weeks and. People just don't want older dogs because of that sort of scenario that will they, how much longer will they live? You know, am I going to have to um, medicate them? You know, are they going to get worse? And and to be fair, I think it's, it's really sad because that dog brought me so much joy. She was an absolute darling of a dog. Um, she was kind. She was sweet. She, she, you know, she brought me joy. In, in a, let's face it, we were in lockdown at the time. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, say I lost my husband, I lost the dog, uh, I lost Max, and it was she was, she helped me as much as I helped her. And uh, you know, I, I started off as fostering, and I adopted her. Um, I can't remember when it was, but she, I, I, I adopted her. I signed the papers, and it's the best thing I've ever done. And if anyone ever hesitated about doing that, don't hesitate, because honestly, to, to give a dog a home, it was so satisfying, it was such a good thing to do, and I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Well, that's a very good endorsement. So the idea of taking a rescue is something that you would, you would consider doing again. Um, I've, I've told Kath I'd take another one tomorrow. Okay, well, you know, stay near your phone. You never know. You might you might, you might get a phone call from her uh, straight after the show. Um, so, um, I mean, it is a big undertaking to have a dog in whatever in whatever shape or form, whether it's a puppy or whether it's a rescue or, or, or even if it's just to take them in for for a week while your neighbours are on holiday. Um, in all cases, um, you know, it's a huge responsibility to take a dog on. But of course, we've been particularly anxious at London Scotty Club about the explosion and that's the only word i can use the explosion of lockdown puppies mm. uh, that have been emerging and it's not just for scottish terriers of course it's true of, of pretty much no. every breed uh, under no. the sun um i'm concerned as well because um uh, you know dogs are not just for lockdown and um we we've been campaigning quite a lot about this um i'm not sure how much we're getting through we we hope we are making progress and people are beginning to understand this uh, but but still i get a mail bag every week of people who are saying um can you tell us how to find a, a scottish terrier yeah. i mean i i i just feel well people who how that scatic are not ready to to own any dog don't worry about it being a scottish terrier yeah. Um, you know, you need to do your research, you need to do your homework, you need to understand why this, you want to have this dog. Why is it so urgent? Why do you want it now? What what circumstances have, have allowed you to do this now, which didn't allow you to do this last week, and which yeah. may not allow you to do it in, in two weeks from now? Um, you know, this is the sort of thing, and, and I don't think people necessarily think that far forward. They just think it's, it's, some, it's, a, it's almost like having a trophy. Yes, I, I, you're absolutely right. 
Right. Um, and, and, you know, I don't think people look enough into the breed and, um, as, as you say, not just Scotties, but any breed. You know, is it good? Have I got children? Are they good with children? You know, have I got a garden? Um, you know, a thousand things that you need to think about before you get a dog, a cat, a, a, any pet, really. Um, and I think this explosion of puppies is really scary, actually, because especially this time of year as well, um, I think, and, and you know, the, the best thing to do is to go to the kennel club every time um, and, and ask them about the breed to see if they know them. Um, you know, if they're too cheap, are they, you know, are they reputable people? Are the puppies in good condition? Have they been microchipped? You know, the whole, the whole thing that you need, you really need to think about before you even enter into into getting a, any dog or any any animal. Um, and I don't think enough people do. And I, I've I've seen all the stuff you put on your site, and I think it's amazing because it really tells people, you know, really think about it before you do it, because it, it is, you know, a puppy isn't for Christmas as 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 the advert goes on, you know, any it's not, and I don't think enough people think about it, mm. and I think it's very sad. And I, and I think that also with these breeders that are sort of, there was a a, a lady over the road for me. There's a block of flats not far, and they had this puppy. It's sort of a, I can't explain what it looks like, but it's like a miniature bulldog. Um, but it, they call it a lilac colour, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. But it was £6,000. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, Novelty dogs. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Well, Scottish Terriers, um, we're looking at around 3500 Yeah. So if somebody offers you one um, for a quick sale for around £2,000, which is already at twice what we were paying less than a decade ago for a, yeah. for a, for a puppy, but, but still, um, if it comes in at 2000 you should walk away. Uh, yeah. Quite simply, you should walk away because there's a very high chance that that dog is being got rid of quickly and efficiently because, first of all, it's not in a very healthy state yeah. and we don't know the efficacy around how this uh, th this dog was brought into the into this world. And that is what, what we, we're constantly dealing with. Um, if it's too cheap, there's a reason for that. Yeah. And yet, if it's expensive or relatively expensive if it's three three thousand three and a half thousand pounds well of course all it's actually doing is it's attracting the puppy farmers to come back into the market and that's yeah. that's always the, the fight that we're dealing with it is and especially things you know especially with scotties with radley handbags you know people sort of they see the the radley and they see it and they think oh yeah i'd love one of those um yeah but they don't as, as we said earlier, they don't think of the consequences that go with it. Yeah, I mean, the, the Scotty is, and it's not just that those particular handbags you mentioned, of course, it's the, the Monopoly board, it's, um, mm. um, you know, certain uh, uh, European retail uh, chains. I mean, they all use the Scottish Terry in various ways. And, of course, around Christmas time, Absolutely. as we all know, having... I hope un unwrapped some nice uh, presents last week. I hope you got something nice as well from under, under the tree there, Karen. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, something um, uh, you know that uh, you know we, you, you look at all the marketing that goes went into these gifts, and they they have Scottish terriers very often. Yeah, you yeah, know, big time. I mean, I look at the Christmas cards that I've got here, and um, not just from people with Scotties, but you know, Christmas cards with Scotties on. 
So it's um, but you know it's really funny when we were at the um, at the dog show. It's, it's I'm sure everyone can relate to this who's a Scotty owner because people coming up to us and saying, oh, "You don't see many of those anymore," or "Oh my grand my grandmother used to have one of those," or "My auntie had one of those," and it it seems to be you know when you when you're a Scotty owner that's what's what people tend to say to you most of the time. You know, um, earlier on, uh, I was going to ask you a question, which I'm going to anyway. Yes, <laughs> um, and I'm really pleased that you mentioned something um, uh, yourself just a, m- a few moments ago, um, which is very much on, on this very topic that I wanted to raise. And that is um, maybe the way forward for people and is to try before you buy. And yeah. by that, I mean, as we all know, uh, if, if we're talking about human children, um, it's possible to adopt them mm. or it's also possible to foster them. Mm. Um, and if you get on very well, you might even turn around to the authorities and say, I think I'm ready to adopt. Mm-hmm. And here is why I think I would make a good parent. And then you go through that process. I, I, I hazard to, to ask because it's not, I've never heard anyone really talk about it in those same terms when it comes to uh, acquiring a canine, but I see no reason why you can't foster a dog before deciding whether or not to adopt. And I'll give you one lovely anecdote, if I can, that people down the road here, uh, there's there were tw- a 12 and 14-year-old, uh, the, the son was four, uh, was 12, the, do- the daughter's 14 years of age. So they're, they're certainly not toddlers, and they're, and, but yet they're, they're not fully legally re- uh, independent either. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they're at that sort of age where they can start to take some responsibility. And I noticed they would, at weekends, they would be walking a dog. It wasn't a Scotty, I'm afraid, but oh. it was. I think it was a Retriever or a Labrador. Anyway, um, they would walk this dog, and and I would see, the, and I sometimes would talk to them. Obviously, when I'm walking my dogs, and say, "Oh, hello, nice to see you." Um, and I would say to the to to the boy, I'd say, um, "How come I only ever see you walking this dog on a Saturday, and maybe on a Sunday? I never see you doing this during the week. Who does that?" And they and and he said, "Well, it's not my dog." I was a bit staggered by this. Oh. What, what were you doing walking this dog then? And, you know, you're a 12-year-old and you're walking someone else's dog. Mm. It turns out that um, uh, his parents, uh, had, uh, well, told him and his daughter, uh, and he, sorry, him and his sister, uh, that if they were, um, if they would uh, agree to take a dog from somebody that they knew, a so friend, obviously, of the family, mm. uh, at weekends, and they could show that they could demonstrate that they could be responsible around uh, looking after that dog, then and only then would the parents agreed to uh, actually getting a dog until then they were they were basically out to trial and absolutely brilliant isn't it and i just thought you know what and of course since then they they've moved to a bigger house and they have indeed got a dog so clearly they they passed the test um and you could tell that both he and his sister were absolutely devoted to that dog and i just think great routine you know because we all know what happens. You know, kids want want for Christmas or when, or when or for their birthday. Mm. The dog get, uh, uh, comes as a puppy. Within six months, um, the the kids are tired of walking them. Um, oh. Probably more focused on their school and oh. homework. And then suddenly it becomes mum or dad's responsibility to walk those that that mm. dog. And it becomes a chore rather than a pleasure. And you begin to wonder whose dog is this anyway. It's a it's a it's a messy mixed up situation, but it's inevitable. It happens in so many families. But I think that's a fantastic idea. And there's also, I mean, there's a dog shelter near us, um, or there's an animal shelter near us, 
and they um, you can go and volunteer mm. and you can walk the dogs at the weekend. Yeah. So that's also another way if, if you don't know anyone with a dog. Exactly. So um, it's, it, I, I agree. So I think rather than people sort of saying, well, I want to get a dog and see how we, how we go, mm. that is the last thing I want people to be thinking. I want people to say, I know I want a dog because I've already... I've already tried it. I've tried before I buy. Yeah. And, you know, if, if there's any doubt, because it's not just about the routines that go with uh, 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 raising a dog. It's also about whether that particular dog, that particular breed of dog and that particular personality of dog, Ooh. because every dog's got its own personality, you know, yeah. every single one of them, um, you know, whether they get on and how better than to foster them. So sort of extending on from these these kids who were looking after the Labrador, I would say... For anyone who's looking to, to have a dog, maybe you you want to do the right thing and you want to, therefore, uh, rehome uh, a, a rescue Scotty that needs a home. And there are always around 50 a year that do need that sort of yeah. help. Um, but but rather than just l leaping into this and saying, oh, well, this is one way. I don't have to buy a, a, a dog. I can get one from a charity like Stex. Well, no, yeah. you can't. It's not that simple. You've no. got to be vetted. You, and and everybody's got to be agreed that this is the right dog and this is the right owner and put them together. It really is a bit of a matchmaking service in that sense. It certainly is. But fostering, you know, would you agree that fostering would be a wonderful way to bring that all together? Because you're simply saying, well, I'm not signing on the dotted line. I'm simply agreeing to take the dog for a few months, see how I we both get on. I think it's a marvellous idea because, as I say, when I took Remy, um, I mean, Max was my first dog. Um, my husband had had dogs previously. Mm -hmm. But I'd never, I mean, when I was growing up, we had a cat. And um, um, Peter and I lived in, in a flat in, in North London. And then he retired. We moved here. We bought the house. And that's, once he'd retired, that's when we decided to get a dog because it wouldn't have been fair. We were both mm. working full time. Mm. Um, and as I say, when, when it, it makes a big difference. It, it, you need... Dogs need company, as you, as you very well know. So if you're working full-time, just to get, to get a dog is, is ridiculous anyway because you can't leave the dog on its own all the time. So to, to foster, it gives you an idea of how you will be with a dog if you've never had one before, if your kids have never been, you know, around dogs. Mm. Um, it's it's yep. an incredible idea. You know, one of the things that we now look at is the sort of trends, what happens after the pandemic. It's a bit rich, I know, because we're, we're very far from seeing the end of this pandemic, yeah. it seems. But let's let's be optimistic and, 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 and let's hope that, you know, in the, in the year ahead, we will vanquish this, this horrible uh, virus. Um, and if we do, what happens then? Now, here's where one of the problems comes up, because too many people have taken to the view, well, I've been teleworking for the last two years, so I'll just carry on doing that because my employer will surely agree to that. As you know, Karen, that's not always the case. And a lot of employees are very old fashioned. I mean, it's true that the pandemic has disrupted things in many ways and it has made employers think, do we really need to be renting this expensive place in central London? Maybe we can ask people to work from home. And so there will be a progressive employers who see that but they're also going to be those who are a bit of a you know st a stick in the mud mm -hmm. and will say no well i want them back to work this is how it always was and that's yeah. how it should be again and if that happens what then happens to the dog that you were so confident to get during the pandemic because you were so convinced the employer would always agree that you could work from home and it Absolutely. wasn't to be what then and it's also you know to get a dog sitter it's not cheap um I mean, for example, I had to go in a couple of days into the office, which I, I very rarely do, 
And, you know, you're looking at 10, 12 pounds an hour for a dog sitter. Yeah, all adds up. Certainly does. Yeah, really exactly. does add up. Yeah. So, uh, Karen, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm really pleasure. pleased you've joined us on this programme today to talk about your own experiences. Thank and you. You, you've been a fosterer, an adopter <laughs> um, of rescues, um, and you're, you're, you're not phased by the whole thing. You're happy to try it again if oh, the yeah. opportunity arises. So is, do you, do you, I know it's, it's all a bit too early to ask you what, what, what your plans are for the future, but, but at least you're open-minded about this and you, you would consider having another rescue, Scotty. Absolutely if Kath phoned me tonight and said there was a dog um, needed help then I'd be there definitely because it really does um, it it really it makes your it, it it's very heartwarming you know to to help a dog that is in need and 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 it was fabulous and I I would say to anyone you know think about it but I I loved it I, I would do it again no problem even with the emotions and the fact that you, you only had a year together and everything, oh, do you know it doesn't what? doesn't alter right. that. I, I had I had the most lovely vet and he looked after my my Max and when I took Remy to him and he went, Oh no, Karen, not again and I said, But you know, he she was such a lovely dog and I got the most wonderful letter from my vet, a note saying what a lovely dog she was and it was an absolute pleasure to look after her so what more could you want you know what a wonderful endorsement yeah karen i very much hope that the new year 2022 brings you much joy brightness thank and you. health and of course a scotty <laughs> thank you and, and may i say happy new year to everybody happy new year to you too thank you very much for joining us on collard We'll see you around, hopefully on one of those walkabouts in the near future. Hopefully. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to London Scotty Radio. This and all our podcasts are available online at londonscotty.club. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe to us from your favourite podcast player app. Also visit us on YouTube for fun videos. And if you have a Scottish Terrier in London or nearby, be sure to join us.